to um, another episode of Red Delta Sessions. Also known as Red Delta Eats Crunchy. That's right. <laughs> oh, we're so glad that you're back. To our tens of fans, our tens of devoted fans, we love you. And um, we're happy to see you again. So, yeah. uh, Derek, how have you been? D, how have you been? Yeah, I'm good. I'm drinking some yogi tea, which was apparently founded by a cult leader, so canceled. <laughs> um, is that that shit that's made of like mushrooms and whatnot? Or is it no, different? no, this is just like regular tea. Okay. That you can buy in the store. It's just like a chai rooibos, not some like mushroom. Got it. You know, okay. $48 at Whole Foods. Well, I think we Organic can, superfood. I think we can not cancel that one shit, you know? I mean, cults canceled, you know? Yeah. Like, yep. <clears throat> if we don't, if we don't cancel everybody, how will anybody not, not be canceled? You know, like we so have how to How are you going to know who to trust? You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, if how, you don't cancel I, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, I've been great. Um, I'm getting ready to move to Virginia. Um, yeah, we're gonna be in the same. I know that you're like moving for other reasons, but I know you're actually just moving to be closer to me. That's right, so that we could be in the like, same time zone down. for when we play Fart Night. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's been like testing my executive function left and right. Um, but we're good. Apartment secured, moving apparatus secured. Um, now we pack. You know what I mean? So it's going to be great. Are um, you going to drive all of your possessions or are you paying somebody to do it? Oh, we're going to pay the U-Haul folks to do it. They have like a pod-like situation. System. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's like very much cheaper. I, I don't make enough to buy pods yet. Um Maybe next time I move from state to state. Uh, yeah. yeah, pods I are had very friends expensive. That moved from Denver. Yeah, well, and just like moving services, my friends had their shit moved, and they had all this like really nice furniture. They had this gorgeous like all glass coffee table, like some vintage whatever. Literally, that shit showed up at their new home, completely shattered. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so you better put all your like possessions your beloved belongings check them on the plane with you like well, if you have an important coffee plane. table check on the plane with you <laughs> in the crv i'm just gonna tie it to the roof um yeah luckily we're packing our own little system thing our own pod thing u-haul box god bless so um you know if anything breaks Best it's only it's gonna to be you. our fault you know what i mean so well, uh, yeah, best wishes. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, I also found out mm. recently that I have acid reflux. Um, so I'm like trying to mitigate God. that. Yeah, right. Like, I love coffee and spicy foods. So, um, mm. my asshole is happy, but my heart is unhappy. So, I saw yeah. a meme that was something like, My mouth is cashing checks that my asshole can't no your mouth is writing checks my, my mouth can't cash that's it yeah burning o-rings uh, checks on fire just bouncing left and right yep <laughs> yeah 
No longer my future because I have to change my diet and take some medicine. So, you know, I will say I am as I'm drinking tea currently, I'm like on a big tea kick right now. And I know that it's not the same as coffee. A hundred percent. Like I'm right there with you. And tea i've been drinking like a green tea in the morning like a good tea not one in a bag i got it at a shop you know Ooh. it doesn't have to be super fancy it wasn't but a whole doing food like shop? a nice loose leaf moment yeah. not a whole food shop but uh, actually a local coffee shop but i bought this bag at first i was like 17 dollars for this and then like i've literally i swear this bag like doesn't empty i've been using this bag for like at least uh, consistently a month and i don't think it's gone down at all because you're only using like you know using half as you a need. teaspoon for you know like I mean? yeah, yeah exactly you're once being conscious morning. and I will say that like you know my my friend Iris um, was telling me who's a big tea person mm-hmm. um, my my dear friend yeah um, hi Iris she was telling me that L-theanine is present in tea which is a more like calming complex mm-hmm. so it helps with a lot of the I shouldn't say like it's not like an anti-coffee remedy, but whereas coffee doesn't have L-theanine, tea does. So it's like a calmer yeah. caffeine situation. So yeah, instead of feeling cracked out and anxious, um, you've got your energy, and you're not cracked out and anxious. Lol. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can definitely get fucked up on a good black tea. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But, I used to fuck yeah. with those when I worked at the coffee bean and tea leaf. Like a good. London Fog Latte. Yeah. Earl Grey. Mm. I had this really amazing drink recently. It was like a London Fog tea, I want to say, with like oat milk and some kind of like spiced ginger syrup. Fire. Really. And like caffeine free somehow too. Don't understand it because it was like a, you know, London Fog tea, but whatever. We love it. They make everything. They make everything caffeine-free now. But yeah, also, I feel like I never actually answered how I'm doing. I'm okay. I'm good. You know, I I said something to the, somebody the other day, like, just taking in all the chaos and all the, like, joys of life, too. Like, I feel like a lot of my life is finally aligning a little bit. And yeah, I feel like I'm definitely still in my bimbo phase, but, like spiritual activist bimbo yeah like i've decided to only call google goo goo like Mm. if someone's like oh what is this and i'm like well have you googled it and sometimes (laughs) people notice and sometimes people don't but it's like a good you know it's like a slight joke with myself that like no one else gets but yeah i love it as my as the little tag on my t says i am living consciously Goddamn right, bitch. Living your best life in your body, in your best self, mm. bitch. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I'd thanks. Love to see yeah, it. thanks for everybody coming back. Yeah. Yeah. So something that's really been bothering me recently um, are these like self-proclaimed grammar Nazis. Um, first mm. of all, why you would brand? anything with the word nazi in it and then proudly say that's me i do that (laughs) fucking stupid (laughs) second of all um all words are made up um so are all languages (laughs) they're just sounds that come from our mouths um and half of these motherfuckers that claim to be you know 
grammar Nazis haven't written an essay since fucking 12th grade, literally starting their fucking, you know, second paragraph of three with, you know, for example, in addition to, in conclusion. So, uh, yeah, they read Jane Austen once and like Charles Dickens, not all the way through or something. They're like, I am an English expert. And I actually read the book. I read the mind comp of grammar. (laughs) Not the mind comp of grammar. (laughs) And I have got something to say about your use of commas and also the lack of G's at the end of your gerunds. Okay. It was truly a struggle. My You know what would be a better name for these people would be Jaron Karen's. Do you know what a, a ger- like a gerund, you know? Put th- put that in the Urban Dictionary right now. A gerund, Karen. It's a more friendly name <laughs> of a grammar Nazi. <laughs> Trademark that. A- <laughs> you know, why not? I agree, though. I It's funny because I think in, like, the eighth grade, I definitely wanted to be a grammar Nazi because, like, I was living in, like, white suburbia. So that was definitely... Uh token of hierarchy like how good were you and all this kind of shit and it's funny because obviously that's much watered down in my life and I think that there is value to knowing the structure of language and all this kind of shit but especially when we as English speakers I feel like we don't learn other languages in the way that we would learn English and other people don't learn English in the same way that we learn other languages. You know, like they learn it in a way more in-depth, meaningful way. Oh yeah, I don't know. Maybe Most I'm people just are taking English that. classes as children. Um, yeah, I never thought yeah. of, I never thought about language like that because my mom is an immigrant and English is her second language, and I just remember her always talking about people talking shit about her English, about it like not being proper. And like even as a child, I used to be like well, those motherfuckers can only speak one fucking language and, like, not even that well. And they're out here fucking, like, scrutinizing you who can speak multiple languages. Like, these people are full of shit. And I hope their assholes itch when they go to sleep tonight. Yeah, I really, I think about this kind of shit. It's not exactly the same thing, but I think a lot about this when I'm reading. Like, I read, more often than not, I'm reading more modern books and not this, like, Charles Dickens and you know like all these old books which sure have value and whatever but in the vein of white supremacist Nazis like it's not the end all be all of language and like the peak of expression kind of a thing and I think that that is like the real downfall of grammar Nazis is that it is like the sole category on the rubric of intelligence you know how well and your how well you can articulate and how you especially like equating aave for those people who don't know african-american vernacular english also known as quote the way black people talk (laughs) and like equating that with a lack of intelligence is aka like only black people who speak with perfect english i'm putting that in air quotes are intelligent and otherwise like your expression of your ideas intelligence whatever is not supreme 
Meanwhile, meanwhile, like music is a whole language and people can communicate shit without saying a word. These motherfuckers talking about like, oh, you don't speak proper this, proper that, can't communicate literally fucking anything from the depths of their souls, end up like marrying their fucking, you know, wife and then like getting caught with their, you know, with a dick in their ass fucking 65 years into their marriage. You know what I mean? Talking about like, oh, like because you say axe instead of ask, like you're fucking stupid. Like, we had literally someone with the other uh, reading and writing abilities of a and speaking abilities of a third grader as our 45th president. So, yeah, I can't <laughs> even tell you how many like insulting emails or insulting like just people speaking to me in tech support talking about like, are you fucking stupid? And I'm just like, dude, are you fucking stupid? Because like you don't even know what the doodad is called that is not working for the fucking fourth time. Like suck my you just yeah you just called a a, like a usb drive a doodad you know (laughs) okay yeah right exactly so brutal so brutal yeah it's also just funny how much like white gays have taken on aave and just like white people in generally yeah in, i was gonna say like think about in generally all the way back to the fucking inception of this shitty country people doing like minstrel shows and stuff like people think that black people are fucking funny and entertaining always fucking copying mm. some some shit or other right like in some sort of performative way to entertain themselves and like that is happening yeah. today i love that connection of like minstrel shows to like white white ghetto people or like whatever i don't know yeah. like how how we want to like i mean it's the same shit wang- is do we yeah. call them wangsters is that what we oh will call goodness. them i don't think we've called them wangsters since like 2005 but that well works. let's bring it back because <laughs> that's what like yeah dude it's actually really interesting i went to this really cool film thing it was like three shorter different length films followed by a performance by this one artist Laraji. but the three films were um, created by this artist Jatovia Gary who is this incredible black femme who is like a, a lot of discourse of black femininity and black femmes like the interiority of the black femme and woman world sort of thing and there was a whole, I forget in which of the films, but there was this whole section, it was kind of like film collage and there was this whole section of white people, you know, doing that, oh my God, honey, I can't believe yeah. it, honey, oh my God, honey, like, you know, and all these yeah. like painful experiences of white people acting like this just for clout honey honey you know Uh, doing all this shit and it's like oh my god it's it's like painful to watch it's so cringy because these are the same people whose like parents are grammar nazis (laughs) and this is their version of Uh, rebelling oh my goodness i feel like you know yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) They they can just turn Instead it on for their TikTok followers. Instead of fucking a black man, followers. they're they're like using AV AV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's also uh, just like it's so sad. I think it's like a demonstration of whiteness's 
idiocy when white people's only sense of quote unquote humor is acting black. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a tale as old as time. It's fucking tired. So Yeah. Um, speaking of tired Anywho. shit. <laughs> speaking of tired motherfuckers, um, in our latest edition of Hot Off the Press, um, two notoriously red states are tired of the Republicans' bullshit. Um, in my latest argument about how local elections work, and like side note, you know, if you're one of those people that are just like, my vote doesn't matter, uh, I'm not heard, and like you only cite you know, the last four, the last three fucking presidential elections of which like you probably only voted in one of them. Um, Then for the ninth time, uh, you need to vote in your local elections that happen every single year, every two years, every literally they happen all the time. That's what matters. So in Virginia and Ohio, they said, we're tired of your shit, bitch. And uh, decided to protect abortion, legalize cannabis and block fucking unconstitutional bullshit from Republican governments who literally want to undo the will of the people. So in Virginia- Shout out Ohio after bad-mouthing yeah. Ohio last- <laughs> we'll, Okay, I'm sorry. We'll get to them. Last episode, That's we right. bad-mouthed Ohio, and then the people came back. We did. They, they, <laughs> they must they have they listened to what? our episode. <laughs> the entire state of Ohio- <laughs> We're going to look at our heat map and the whole state's going to be red, just like the Buckeye sport team that you folks support. Fuck, man. Yeah. LOL. Uh, (laughs) This is it. It's our moment. Um, (laughs) So Virginia, they actually turned both their Senate and their uh, state house blue. Um, which is unprecedented. So now their Nazi governor, uh, Glenn Youngkin, has to literally trudge through shit through two different houses uh, to pass his fascist bullshit. So uh, shout out to Virginia. Um, Yeah, I heard he was trying to undo their passing of recreational cannabis, um, which like, again, the party of the people, freedom, la la la, the people said that they want the weed and you niggas want to undo that shit all the time. I don't understand. They also said that they want abortion and they're telling you overwhelmingly that they want to tear the babies from their wombs if they want to fucking do that shit because it's their mm. fucking bodies. Yeah. So speaking of the See, Ohio. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I, my, I cash my two cents elsewhere. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have anything quality yeah. to say about that. I'm like, all I have is like, fuck these people. Exactly. Um, actually, before I move on to Ohio too, um, another really awesome outcome of a local election in Virginia was a prominent school district's school board uh, vote. So all the seats for that school board were up for grabs. This was a school board that had 
controversial debates and fucking protests and all that shit around CRT in schools and talking to or talking about LGBTQ folks in schools, outing trans kids in schools. Uh, so that community Yuck. said, you know what? Hold my fucking beer. We're electing everybody to that board that aligns with our fucking interests, which are. We want the fucking babies to learn about the goddamn history as it is. We want the babies to accept themselves as they are and be comfortable coming to school as they are. Bitch, Mm. great. I'm just so excited because that's where I'm going. Um, Last thing about Virginia, too, is they also elected their first trans uh, senator. So either senator or representative. God bless. I can't remember which house they're in. Yeah. Small wins, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know which one it was, but it very interestingly, I think it was like all the city council members or something. Um, I'm gonna blast myself on air, and I I accidentally didn't vote oh. on this Thursday, so at it's least so I'm honest easy. about it. It was, yeah. you know, I what I I'm not gonna blame it on this, but my brain was very confused, or like I just. It came up very quick and I had gotten the emails that like my mail-in ballot for my house, like the mo- my mom's house came in. And I'm like, I registered to vote when I got a license here. So like, why isn't this shit? It, it probably showed up at my ex's house where I probably registered originally. I don't even fucking know. So my fucking ballot's just sitting at somebody's fucking house right now. Anyways, but yeah, all of the... I think it was like city councils or something. The how I don't fucking know. We're changed to red in Detroit. Ooh. And our mayor is blue. He's like a fucking dumb white man doing de- like Nancy Pelosi kind of Democrat shit. But uh-uh. he's a Democrat, not a progressive of any kind. But anywho, <sighs> small victories. Small yes, victories. Right. Small victories. Big victories in Ohio. Um protecting constitutionally the right for folks to get an abortion if they want one. So, uh, and, and legalized recreational cannabis. Pew, 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 pew. Um, we love weed. Uh, so up yours to fucking, uh, Jim nasty, fucking gymnastic abusing enabler, King fucking Koopa Troopa Jordan, this motherfucker. He's so disgusting. I hate looking at these people sometimes just like the hate, that fills my body when I see pictures of them across my newsfeed. Um, but yeah, he can get his gimp mask unzipped and ready to take all of the dicks as people line up to get abortions and buy weed in his state. So, uh, fuck What's you. What's crazy is like he he does like he that's probably his thing. Like this whole thing with Matt Gates and all those people coming out and like airing out politicians' dirty laundry is shocking i mean it's not but it's also amazing like all the parties and orgies that these fucking senators are having and they're yeah all the lgbtqia plus shit that they fucking participate in they're they're just fucking (laughs) mad at us because we're able to do that shit in the sun and they're goddamn vampires have to stay in their fucking coffin sucking their dicks yeah well they're getting they're getting paid to say one thing and do another so yeah you know exactly yeah there's like a general Distrust. A general distrust, which speaking of distrust, also hot off the press. I don't want to add like too many hot takes because, you know, it's a hot topic for sure. I'm going to vehemently voice 
my belief, my knowledge, my awareness that Palestine will be free. Um, Zionism is uh, is enacting genocide on yet another group of people. It is a wing of neocolonialism and as the American government is like showing us time and time again that you literally can't trust any of these people who are representing us. I mean, I shouldn't say literally any. It's like other than I think there were 24 of all of the House and Senate, 24 people or maybe it was just the House. I don't know. But that's like not that many people for how many there are who are calling for a ceasefire, which is like the bare minimum of what needs to happen, you know? And like even fucking Bernie Sanders, who we were all rallying behind, refuses to call for a ceasefire and like in, in, in is perpetuating a you know this idea that hamas gets to defend itself and blah 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 all this kind of shit but i don't again i don't want to like add too many hot takes on this but it's like it's just this thing like here's here's the thing people call this shit a hot take but like at this point i've heard you state facts and nothing hateful right like zionism is the belief that you as a Jew are entitled to land on that holy place, that geographical place. And you being entitled to that land means, means that you displace somebody that who, who, who has been on that land for generations. That That is what mm-hmm. has happened. That is the historic yeah. history behind how that map looks in that part of the world today, right now. Right. Yeah. That, that is causing I was displacement there. genocide. Yeah. Displacement genocide destruction of of innocent people's lives that that is that is what's that is, that is what's happening saying that those yeah. things is not anti-semitic saying those things is not condone violence against jews or any sort of specific people or group or anything right so yeah. it just it fucking angers me when people say it's a sensitive subject it is not a sensitive subject there are people that are displaced there are people that are living in an open air prison because of this religious belief that these people are entitled to this land. I even heard that we shouldn't call it, well, you know, whatever. Like we, that it's not even a prison because a prison would insinuate that the people who are in the prison have done something wrong and that's why they're there. Yeah, I mean, what it really is is apartheid living. Like this is language. Yeah, yeah. yeah, This this is the same shit that's happening in, in, that happened in South Africa, right? Like the black people mm -hmm. are living in fucking shanty towns, like tin over their heads. Which white, white people, people left? Like... White people left South Africa during, like, once apartheid was ending. White people left South Africa to go to Israel because they felt it was a safer place for apartheid and like white supremacy and neocolonialism to be alive and all this shit. And it's just it, for, it to me, for me like. If you have to build in like a like a safe room, like standard, like that's a safe room is standard in your fucking houses or whatever. Like that is not a safe place yeah. for me, for my people, my family, whatever. Like that's clearly you understand the fucking hostility of the situation here, right? Yeah. And 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 what's what what you're doing, what's happening, what you're per- perpetuating, right? Again, well, not to say that and- Hamas is any sort of like a positive force. 
in this fight, right? Because both of these people are fucking slaughtering innocent folks, right? But at this point, it's like yeah, well, David and Goliath. Government is yeah, it's like it's it's David too. versus Goliath, but like David has like fucking drones and literally billions of dollars backing his slingshot. Yeah, like a, a war know? instigates two sides of battle, yeah. and there's literally only one side, kind of a vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's just there's so many details and yada yada. I guess like. Not that I didn't want to have hot take, but it's like, it's a very, it's a very passionate and heated subject. And I don't want to like have to go, we've all seen the shit that's happening on Instagram, I guess. it's So we don't, I don't want to like, you know, rehash all of that. And it's more like me sharing my, um, kind of like what I'm holding in this moment to go back to the very first question you asked of like how I'm doing. It's like the the chaos that's happening in our external world it's this huge unveiling as in like lifting the veil of all of this neo-colonial capitalist terror that is happening not just in gaza like in Congo, in Sudan, in West Papau, in like all of these places across the world that is just like oppression after oppression after oppression. And no matter what, like the people who are on, to put it concisely, the quote unquote, like right side of history are, it it feels through social media, like this uniting through this, energy despite all of the bad shit like all this energy to fight oppression generally instead of just like a one by one kind of thing right like and i think that that's where i'm resting at with all of this because it's exhausting it feels like there's it's just one thing on the news after another. One thing, one thing, you know, fucking Armenia next. Fucking, you know, like, where is next? But I'm just, like, resting and, like, educating myself as much or as little as I can. I don't want to say as little as I can, but, you know, like, in various places. Like, if you go in to, I think the website right? is, yeah, if you go to genocidewatch.com, you can learn a lot about genocide and that, like, the U.S. has been and probably always will be on the high watch list for that against queer people, against native Americans, against uh, black folks, like, like all these lists. And it's insane. I shouldn't say insane, but it's shocking to see how many little bullets are across the globe of genocides currently happening and, or like extremely close to it or whatever it may be. And so, you know, my little, yoga baby self is like i hope that we can all rest in the fact that it feels exhausting and also it's really heartening that through the internet and all these very like in social media which are very toxic are also this unifying force and there are resources to like lift us all out of this you know it reminds me of the phrase like um God, what is it from Rev. Angel Kyoto Williams? Like, my liberation is bound up in yours. And the people who are being woken up or who have been woken up are all, like, exhausted and fighting against this huge wave that has been, or, like, this veil. And we're all trying to, like, lift the veil and let the sun burn Mm -hmm. away all this 
the light oh, burn away heart. all the yeah. bullshit as little or as big as it, as it can be and like you know not to go back to like the something we've already talked about but like the voting things and also like not to shame you for not voting or anything but something as little yeah that you, something that's little that you could do is voting like my dad is he has ms and like literally he has to have everything done for him he's a wheelchair bound bed bound home bound but like this nigga fucking votes him and my 88 year old grandma get in their fucking accessible van hook that nigga up hook him to the goddamn fucking van roll him in there and shit and they fucking goddamn vote every single time that they can my fucking grandpa yeah. like two months before he died this motherfucker with like dementiated brain barely he, he barely fucking like Knew what day of the week it was sometimes, but he fucking knew when it was time to vote. The nigga said, hey, can someone take me to vote? Fucking two months later, he was fucking dead. Okay? So, like, there is no excuse for you not to participate in the fucking, like, community around you and the humanity around you in just any way possible. As little as you can do. It matters. Yeah. I completely agree. This was... I'm going to blame this on my moving. I'm also... It was completely (laughs) my fault. Um... And yeah, something that comes to mind, actually, that's kind of like in a hot tip for Red Delta, if you haven't already seen it spread across social media, is this app that you can get called Five Calls. It literally, I did it myself, and it's so easy. It's so simple. You download the app. I don't even think they really ask for any personal information when you log in. All they ask for is your zip code so that they can, you know, give you, the way it works is you go to whatever they show you a list of issues you click on the issue you know like i called two or three days in a row and you can call daily to these offices and um so it gives you the list of issues you press the issue and then it gives you you know the various offices that you can call that are based on your local house you know your local senate your big senate your you know, <laughs> the big Senate and the small yeah. Senate, you know what I mean? It just gives you a list of all of those. And if you have social anxiety or like you really are trying to avoid to talk to people, a lot of these offices you can call after hours, which is like after 5 p.m. and just leave a voicemail. And yes, perhaps it's not the representative listening to those, but it's the staffers. And us doing this kind of stuff is, if you haven't already seen on social media, like congressional staffers walking out and saying, our representatives are ignoring these calls. And yeah, exactly. Like, do your bit as small as it seems. But also don't be fucking gatekeepy and like judgy based on what you are doing and what someone else isn't doing, which is a whole like diatribe I went on internally about boycotts and shit like this. Yeah, I just remember also that these fucking drooling-ass, knuckle-dragging, fucking idiot-ass white supremacists are out there voting whenever the fuck they can. Because they got nothing better to do. Literally, and and making dumb-ass fucking calls and death threats to whomever they fucking want to, right? So, like, how easy it is for for us to spread positivity. You know what I mean? And like yeah. do shit for us in our communities. Cause like these fucking knuckle draggers are doing shit for their goddamn cesspool swamps of their communies. So yeah. hundred P I wanted to read a quote from one of my favorite, I think her name is Nima. Um, take dot back dot the internet on Instagram, the text post, it says, A man stood outside the White House with a single protest candle every night during the Vietnam War. 
A reporter came to him one night and said, Sir, do you really believe that your little protest will change anything? And he said, Oh, I don't come here to change them. I come here so they don't change me. I will not allow the steady, maddening onslaught of insanity to wear down my humanity. I will keep knowing the truth and telling the truth. I will do my small part every damn day to stay human, to stay awake and tender so the world does not wear away my humanity. Yeah, dude, fucking stay human. And that's the energy. Like, do do what you need to do to, like, liberate your body and to liberate your neighbor's body. But if all that you're doing is only for you, then that's shit. Like, you need to also always be doing things for your neighbor and remind yourself that you're doing things for your neighbor. That's right. So... Positive note, the sphere has opened in Las Vegas, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wish that we community. could have some kind of, um, yeah, right. I'm like, I wish we could have some transition. May all people <laughs> be able to rest. May there be a cushion for your head to fall on, as Trisha Hersey says. And while you're resting, go to the fucking sphere. <laughs> Or don't, because Vegas is goddamn expensive. While you're resting, go to Las Vegas, 24-hour ass fucking city, where you can just party all the time. Um, Yeah, the sphere, dude. Consume. uh, Literally, literally, every direction that you look in, including in the sphere's direction. So it's a giant dome that's just, like, made of screens, essentially, like, inside and out. Um, On the outside of it, like... You can see all kinds of shit. Like, it'll be the world, like a globe sometimes. It'll be, like, a little smiley face. It's, like, 
reacting to traffic or perhaps like golfers golfing in the course that's nearby. Um, but it's basically intended to be an immersive venue. So like something like how many speakers are in that shit? 68,000 speakers, which is about eight to 10 speakers per person because there's over 17,000 seats. Which I like, also to love me, that on the outside venue. Yeah. Relatively speaking, but considering everything that goes into it, it's like, I there's guess, more yeah. in the venue than just the seat. Like you can get these whole VIP boxes and all this crazy shit. It's really interesting. Um, yeah. And they're claiming that they're the world's first immersive venue, which even the internet was like, excuse me, nothing beats the Bugs Life Misters at Disney. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was also like an I Shrunk the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids ride where they would have these little like rat tails that would go between your legs and like whip you. And they had like weird smelling things. So yeah, not the Once first they start injecting smells venue. into the air, then they can fucking come back and yeah. talk to me. Exactly. Uh, but of course the technology, the haptic technology that they're with, you know, they're doing with the rumbling seats, the sense. The thing I did think that was really interesting is that whatever technology, there's so much like math and physics that it's interesting on their website. They list a lot of this. If you want to like look at what equations they used, you fucking nerd. Um, <laughs> they can change the temperature in the venue based on what's being projected. Wow. And that's like relevant because one of the major shows that is there on top of, you know, who opened this venue? You if, too. If you could take any. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What the internet said, remember how when you woke up one day and you couldn't get a fucking U2 album? They did that. Like yep. You couldn't get it off your phone. They did that. But yep. with a sphere yep. again, like what is U2 doing? Like It was a bad idea out. the first time and it's a bad idea this time too. Let me tell I you what, Ines was out knows. that night and like, I was like, I don't want to come pick you up. Like traffic's crazy. And I was like, you should take an Uber. And the Uber prices were fucking absolutely insane. And I was like, what the fuck is going on tonight? And it was this goddamn U2 show at the goddamn sphere. Fucking... People were there. It sold out, bro. Bono, go to bed. Like, yeah, just dude, go literally to it's bed. past your bedtime, bitch. Like, God damn it. Yeah. But yeah, but that, okay. apparently they've so, also lost a bunch of revenue in like this quarter. But like that doesn't make sense to me because I feel like they opened in like the last five minutes of this quarter. So anyway, go ahead. And also, they're of course, they're going to do that because they're like, oh, we lost money on this like bazillion dollar thing that we just fucking yeah. built. I'm like, right. you built Nail this down. fucking thing in the middle of a desert, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Anyways. Some really interesting facts about it. Because I think, okay, like, as weird as it is, it's, like, equal parts weird and fascinating, you know? It, we have all this technology. I guess it's fine that you're doing something interesting with it. Um, <laughs> it is so big inside that the fucking Statue of Liberty fits inside that bitch. Cute. You can... Um, four football fields worth of LED media planes are on the inside. As far as acoustics go, it's ironic that it's a sphere because acoustics and spheres don't do well. And so that's why in a lot of concert venues, like they create the chairs and stuff and the balconies so that it squares things and like cuts mm -hmm. those well, sounds. Yeah, if you have, if you have a sphere, everything bounces off of each other. Like everything becomes yeah. a, a bath, a wash. 
yeah exactly and so in order to like avoid that they created some whole new version of a sound system that delivers sound directly to each seat and so that's why there's so many fucking speakers is because they had to you know direct it to each seat that's so yeah they that is an insane waste of money and resources that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I hate this. I would also go to it for free, for sure. Yeah, bitch, I would not. I would like, <laughs> I would not pay for that shit. Just like I didn't pay to see Oppenheimer, that movie. I still haven't paid for that shit. Like, I refuse to pay for that. Like, I will see Ew, that for free. Yeah. Like, this feels like the same thing. Like, it feels gross. Like, like I have to walk past a bunch of homeless people to get to this dome. And, like, I have, like, eight to ten speakers ju- just for my ears alone. No, exactly. It tickets started $170, which given it's like okay, fine, whatever. Dude, that's, but that's cheap compared to Bad Bunny's tour ticket prices. That's I'm what I'm that. saying. I'm like compared to other entertainment things out there, like I don't even fucking know how much fucking Beyonce people were buying for that shit. But and like Fucking, I don't know, whoever, U2 tours. Can you imagine how much a U2 tour costs? Bonus, bon, boner is probably charging <laughs> like $780 for one front row ticket or something yeah, to see his old ass fucking flap around on stage. Anywho, if you could see anything in this dumb thing, it doesn't have to be like a movie specifically, but like anything. What would you want to see in there? I mean, it would definitely be like a musical act because, like, shit, what's the point um, with all that shit? Uh, I guess, okay, if I could see anyone at that dome. <coughs> a tea is killing me. Ooh. <coughs> um. <laughs> shit, it would be like a medley of concerts, I guess. Uh, I guess... If I couldn't see someone, who would I see? I would probably see um, LCD sound system in there. I feel like that would be like a show where I wouldn't need any drugs and I feel like I was on them. Yeah, I mean, totally. Apparently it does the way that all those seats and it's such a 360 visual thing that like you get a little bit of vertigo. So if you can ride the high of some, you know... Ear canal fluid. <laughs> some in, some imbalance there. in my inner ear. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, Fuck yeah. exactly. Yeah. Who, who would you see? My, I don't know, but what I or have what loved see? seeing is like all the memes of people editing stuff onto the outside of the sphere. <laughs> like porn, like gay porn Twitter was like people editing their whole pics onto the sphere. Oh my God. <laughs> Just, just, just like, a bat, just a, just a, just a couple of fingers holding a butt, butt cheeks open. Literally, just <laughs> <laughs> blast that shit. Um, and then they're like OnlyFans handle or whatever. <laughs> um, a fucking QR so code <laughs> that leads you to their yeah. OnlyFans. Scan me. Brutal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like honestly, I think just the oxy. What I would see is. Actually, what they're showing, which is this show called Postcard from Earth that's directed by Darren Aronofsky, which is some fucking director of some movies that they're like, 
I don't know. Apparently, people have seen all these movies, but I apparently I just keep falling out of pop culture more and more. I'm like, what is this movie? Anyways, um, but it like I would just love to see Earth stuff there. You know, like uh, there's like a whole scene that's in the Arctic and they cool the stadium down and like have breeze flowing and all this kind of shit. Like I would love the sort of. And not in like, obviously it would be cool in the conventional way of like, wow, earth. But also in my head, I would be like, just the irony of being in this ball, watching (laughs) earth while I'm simultaneously doing something that's like kind of destroying it. (laughs) I love the kind of like juxtaposition, you know? The performance. I'm a nuanced and complex human being. I fucking love it. I would see Katy Perry, my favorite artist of all time there. Oh my goodness. Disgusting. I love it. Um, I kissed a girl <laughs> and I liked it. Um, speaking of stimming. <laughs> um, <laughs> I stimmed a girl and I liked it. It's a song Woo. about E-Stim. It's what that That's song right. is really about. Just, just sensations. Um, in our newest segment, um, Chicken Soup for the Stimming Soul, Dee's going to Which who knows if that name's going to last? Who knows? Yeah. I feel kind of lukewarm. So if anybody, we have our feedback form. So if anybody has a fun neurodivergent related theme title, we are a collective and we welcome collective feedback. I like this. I mean, chicken soup for the stimming soul. Maybe, maybe I would, I would add chicken soup for the uh, undiagnosed stimming soul. <laughs> but uh, speaking of diagnoses, um, mm-hmm. D, you're going to tell us about your journey. Your journey. My journey. Um, <laughs> speaking of neurodivergence, yeah. Um, where do I begin? Um, I mean, obviously you can tell from this show that we're both neurodivergent and it's cool because we have very different experiences. Um, So I I was going to talk about just like my, yeah, I have been formally diagnosed. And so I was going to like talk about that and also some like nuances and other stuff that since my diagnosis, I want to say like two years ago that I've pondered. Um, So I was like the classic A slash B student in school because you could not fucking convince me to read or do anything that I didn't need to do. Um, but I loved math and stuff that I could like focusing and all that shit. And I would have like little slip ups, but the regularity of school kept me pretty even keel. And then I found out about Adderall. Um, I feel like I was like, it was partly cause I was going to school and partly because of partying, which is actually funny. There's a Netflix documentary about stimulants and like uh, ADHD stimulants and drugs like this. And they interview a a few college students. I want to say like five of them. And I shit you not, I think like three of them, three of the five are, were former classmates when I went to school in New Orleans because the school I went to was like a huge party school and everybody it was nicknamed Julaine and so a lot of like people had just well-connected wealthy families and doctors and whoever else they needed to to get literally whatever drugs they needed to um it was fascinating but anyway so I got like 
semi-diagnosed, but it was no testing or anything. It was just me going to a child psychiatrist and saying, I have trouble focusing and reading. I, you know, blah, blah. Just giving her these very textbook kind of half false, half true. But I noticed that it worked and like it definitely helped me. Um, I did smart start chain smoking Marlboro 27. So when I was taking all that Vyvanse, so, <laughs> you know, came at a price. Um, and then I dropped out as well. I missed, I didn't finish that school. I took a year off and I didn't need it, but I didn't stop getting it. So I was just hoarding <laughs> it. And then I started music school and I was still on it because I was like, oh, I'm going back to school. I need it. But I found that medication actually made my creativity like worse. Like I couldn't tap into it. It just made me very robotic. And so basically I was I was on par with a lot of the other students at our school. You know, like I could hit the notes and my practice sections were um, focused, but I had zero creative ability if you get what I mean there was no emotional expression in anything I was doing so I fit in well <laughs> um and then I decided to stop taking medication fast forward ended school and then years later I got on TikTok and within like days I noticed that my whole feed was just like neurodivergent shit and I had started getting whiffs of this like a lot of other people are getting diagnosed and like blah, blah, blah. And then I actually met a couple friends who were like certain that they were diagnosed. And I had one of my friends was having some, wanted to talk to me about some a challenge that they were working through with their partner. And so I sat down with them and I was talking to them. I just love talking about people's emotions. Like talk about what my hyper focus is and how autistic people can be emotional human beings are emotional human beings. That's my hyper focus. So I was like loving this. And at the end of the conversation or toward of it or towards the end, he was like, you know, thanks for talking with me. You know, like I wanted to come to talk to you because you process things in a similar way that I do. And I process them this way because of my autism. And I was like, excuse me. Are you saying that like my entire emotional wheelhouse is autistic? And so thankfully, because I'm not making a lot of money, I've been on Medicaid and those diagnoses, which other places like in the UK, you can be on a wait list for like a year and a half minimum just to have an appointment with a doctor. Um, that I only had to wait like 30 to 60 days. I had to do, I, yeah, so I ended up getting, finding somebody. It was all free and paid for, which these tests also, speaking of inaccessibility, I don't know if I was ever actually talking about it, but that's a general theme with neurodivergent diagnosis and just medical things generally. Um, these tests are like thousands of dollars, like no joke, thousands of dollars because they're testing the broad gamut. Like obviously you tell them if you have suspicions and whatnot, yeah. but yeah, the testing was like these, I, it was like five or six different online exams. That was a lot of this like scale of one to five various like words or whatever. Like, how do you feel about this and blah, 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 blah. And it was more of like what you would kind of expect, 
But then I did this, I had to go and do this whole day. It was like eight hours of testing, I think. God damn, dude. Oh, talk about, and, and the funny part was, is that I couldn't take my med. She was like, don't take your Vyvanse or any of that shit, because then, right, you're like treating what they're trying to coax out of yeah. you. Yeah. And so like eight hours of testing, I was like, this is going to be a mess. But I also like loved it. It was in a very like secure, like quiet environment. You know, the lighting was low, all this shit. But it was a lot of like puzzles and stuff. So I fucking love that shit. You know, I was they gave me some blocks and then she shows me a card and she's like, you have to arrange the blocks with to make this pattern and it's like all these red and white kind of like rhombuses and stuff so you can like you know form them in different ways and then there would be like there's a section of pictures when uh like i would have to look at the picture and find the like kind of like out of place hidden object kind of a thing and just like more like puzzle less explicit you know like social elements of autism mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff um and then i you know finished the exam whatever um i did get a lunch break it was great i got to i like walked over to a sprouts and i got some snacks or something got a little kombucha to pep up my spirits um <laughs> And then fast forward, I got an email from her and it was my like, I think it's like 19 or 22 pages long or something diagnosis. This shit is like in 0.8 font. You got to get your microscope out to read all of this jargon. I'm misgendered throughout the whole thing is fabulous. (laughs) Um, um, Because this doctor knew that I was... I used they them at the time, but regardless, I think that her like intern was using the right pronouns, but the doctor wasn't, which is funny because I actually got recommended this doctor through um, a queer clinic of Denver. Anyways, <laughs> I digress. Just right. The, all the hoops that I had. Yeah, to dude, literally through. like, can you imagine someone who suspects that like, you know, I might be neurodivergent, you know, wh- wherever that is on the spectrum. And it's like, this is what you have to do to figure that out. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. And to be quite honest, I learned almost nothing from that diagnosis other than the like gold seal of the DSM approval that I that I got the TISM kind of a thing. And even then, I'm still not fully trusting of that yeah. diagnosis. You know, like I don't, Sometimes I'm convinced I just have CPTSD because of like all childhood bullying and trauma and shit, Mm -hmm. because apparently there's like so much overlap between CPTSD and like low support needs autism. And it's just like all this kind of basket. Like I've learned honestly more from TikTok about like things like pathological demand avoidance, which is also known known as a pervasive demand for autonomy. So it's like PDA, which I'm not even going to get into. I'll talk about that on another fucking episode. And just (laughs) all the things that come with it, I've learned on TikTok, in addition to supporting the movement on TikTok of like, it is perfectly valid to self-diagnose. The danger being that if you're only listening to these like white women who are like, oh my God, everyone's a little autistic. 
and they're like, oh my God, do you ever like forget stuff at home when you leave? You probably have ADHD. It's like, no, bro, you just don't know how to fucking get off of Instagram. Like you don't, you don't understand how to do. There's no like self, self-regulation, self-awareness. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. something that I've been focusing on recently is just like, just witnessing my experience as it is. And not being yeah. like, oh, I do this because I'm autistic. It's like, yes, I understand that. But it's like removing the pathology of it, despite its value, like 100%, it helps. Of course, like I've learned so much. But once I got out of that, like very early phase of like, oh my God, everything I do is autistic. It's like, yes. And also by removing that label, which to me is like a vestige of like white supremacy and like eugenic, eugenics 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 yeah eugenics like just this idea that there's like this normal way to be and everything else is wrong with you oh yeah it's uh, everybody's different everybody's got their own journey you know what i mean like what's really worked for me recently for executive function like like having to manage a team and a giant project for a whole company and then like move and stuff it's like (laughs) just do it like i literally have to like have that conversation in my head like if it's a if it's a thing that I'm just like fuck I have so many things on this list to do, I'm just like all right here's number one just do it just do it just fucking do the thing do the thing and that's what works for me yeah. that doesn't work for everybody right so like you know yeah yeah there isn't one way to fucking deal with your bullshit but the number one thing is recognizing your bullshit number one you know what I mean like recognize what the bullshit is so that way I don't know you're aware of it and have some place yeah. to start. Exactly. And not, and like, not bullshit. Be... I say bullshit, but that's my own negative way that I talk to myself. <laughs> the traits that you would like to change, right? The, the behaviors yeah. that you would I mean, like to change. The trauma as yeah. our beloved Jamie Lee Curtis. But yeah, exactly. Like whether that be pursuing getting a diagnosis, whether that be just like watching valuable TikTok videos or whatever, like it's all because the other thing that I love about TikTok is that because it's so like individual based, people who understand all these fucking fancy psychological documents can translate that into something meaningful. They can share their own experience. You can try their own like methods and whatnot out. Um, and yeah, I guess I should say because I'm talking about my diagnosis, though I didn't learn that much. The one thing I did that was helpful is that they were able to assess my comprehension speeds via different faculties, which, you know, like hearing, like auditory processing versus visual processing versus, you know, like all the different, I can't even name all of them, but I, so, you know, I was able to learn that like my auditory processing is quite slow Whereas my verbal processing is fast. And so I will ask my, if I don't, if I'm like amidst something, like when I'm working, I work at a bagel shop now, when I'm working at the bagel shop and I'm like really going through it, like super fast, I'm talking, I'm like, where is this? Where is this? And people think that I'm asking them these questions, but it's actually, and until my diagnosis, I would have thought that too. But I now understand that my brain and this is something that the psychiatrist helped me understand, like by asking the question out loud, 
I'm hearing myself ask the question and it's kind of like hurting all of my sensory processing, you know, like it's very much in the like slowest, whatever wins the race, you know, like you can't, you win the race with your slowest (laughs) teammate, whatever. It's very much that it's like once my auditory processing understands something, then I'm usually like moving towards that. And so yeah, I don't know if I'm like explaining that well, but th- so that was like the one thing that you can't really get on TikTok of like knowing that my reading speeds are not that fast, but mm-hmm. I and like how to, uh, you know, like I having like an like oral stim is a thing, like whether it be like chewing on carrots or talking is a stim, like all these things help regulate energy levels so that I can process stuff better. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. There's my hyperfocus for the day. If you want to hear about anything neurodivergence related for our next episodes, get into it and tell us us on our form on our website, fans. Thank you, Derek, uh, D, for sharing your uh, story with us. Like, I know that was a lot. (laughs) So much appreciated. But yeah, you know, uh, diagnosis is possible. Um, There are many ways that you could do it. Obviously, there are many, like, internet resources, you know, to do it online, not talk to a person, la, la, la. And then there's this very traditional way that D went through um, going through a doctor and doing these um, very, very, very intricate tests. So. We're bringing back an old segment um, called Red Flags. So, but we're giving it a little bit of a twist this time. And uh, we're actually going to talk about um, our red flags, like my red flags to other people, D's red flags to other people. So, um, I'll start this one off first since you were so gracious in um, explaining your story in the last segment. So, um, 
thinking about my red flags, this is pretty funny. This is actually like a bit difficult for myself, not to say that like I'm Jesus Christ and I'm perfect because definitely far from, um, but it was hard to think of these things. And, you know, I asked my partner for some, you know, uh, very professional advice. You know, we, we just celebrated 11 years um, just yesterday, actually. So, oh my God. Uh, yeah, right? congratulations. congratulations. 11 years, we're in our second decade. So the bitch knows my red flags and knows me very well. Um, one that I was thinking of myself that aligned with what she said um, was... Uh, I'm kind of bad at communication, <laughs> i.e., like all left. The way you I'll- said that so hesitantly, I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of bad with like sometimes. I'm absolutely of, like- <laughs> bad at communication, uh, especially <laughs> digital communication. Like, I will leave a motherfucker on red, like my own family. Like, don't get if you're my, if you're one of my good friends, myself and I don't text included. You back, like, do not take that personally. I like, I literally like don't even text my mother back. I'm sorry, mom. Like, it's, I, I don't know. It's it's my uh, executive yeah. dysfunction. It has nothing to do with you. It's all me. So yeah, I've um, I've, I've learned yeah. not to take it personally at this point in my life. Even <laughs> when I'm trying to coordinate my brilliant ideas for our Red Delta show, and Valerie's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna listen to this voice message and then not respond to it." <laughs> Yep, literally says that I kept it and all. And, and yep, yep, and my little heart breaks and then it mends itself. And that is why our relationship is so strong. I'm really helping you, Dee. I'm really teaching you <laughs> lifelong lessons about yeah, dependency it's okay. and independence. <laughs> you know, if. If I can say that that is true, that is so true. I worked through so much codependence. And it's funny because you are not my only, like, dear friend who does that to me. So I don't know if it's just – I think I've definitely, like, concocted the reasons why in my head that that happens. But – It's obvious that it's your – you're the common denominator here, so – so I'm the one that people just don't want to respond to is what you're no, saying. You're, you're making us not respond to everybody else in our life. That's what it is. That's how deeply you're affecting us. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yet again, white people soiling everything. I didn't want to be the one to say let's, it. Let's the, blame it on I, whiteness. Fine. I didn't want to be the one to lead the horse to water. So I'm so glad that you got there. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> And obviously, I am slurping that shit up. Uh, yeah, right. I obviously love talking about my red flags. So, um, yeah, D. <laughs> let's talk about yours. Um, I think like a small one for me is that I'm I'm really bad about washing my hands. Like even during <laughs> COVID, even during COVID, I worked in a restaurant. I never learned my lesson. I didn't get COVID for a very long time, but like half of it is ADHD, a hundred percent. And I'm not going to blame that on it. Like I'm still taking accountability in that. Like I would love, like it's on my mind at some point, usually when I like leave and I come home from somewhere to wash my hands. But like, I will dead ass go to Costco and I am waiting 
to open that bag of little crunchies or maybe that dried mango. The moment I get back in my car, just fucking Costco cart hands, open. just all over that mango, dude. Yeah, yeah, I remember that shit. I yeah. used to like have to remind D to wash their hands every time they came to my house. I was like, dude, which you know was like <laughs> the first of many good cleanliness lessons. Thank God I have a strong immune system. I will say that I I have a very I don't get sick that often. I probably get sick like once or twice a year. Um, Maybe it's so because you didn't. Wash it's actually your hands it's for it's so a long. beige flag. <laughs> there it Tell is. Tell me it's a bad thing, honey. Okay. <laughs> Tell me it's a bad thing. Um, <laughs> um. Yeah. I have no other red flags. Um, I have one. Um, I have a uh, an arts degree in music. Um, in fact, I have two. Same. Actually, two point five red flags because I have two of those degrees and a certificate. So. <laughs> Dude, yeah. <laughs> like you're on a first date. Someone's like, "Oh, like you know, did you go to school? What'd you do?" Like, "Oh yeah, I have a degree in music. Just get out and leave." Just literally like, leave. Are... Like, hey, can I? I'm gonna go to the bathroom and just like literally never come back. Sorry, my home camera just showed my cat vomiting all over Shit. the place. Blood. <laughs> if so I sat down and said I, I had two go. two degrees and a certificate, like you don't even need an excuse. You're just going to leave the table right there. Just like, all right, well, have a good night. Yeah. Thank you so much. Done. Done. <laughs> LOL. Yeah. Well, maybe that's like a open and honest thing on like a first date is you're like sharing your own, you know, you're asking the same question of each other. And the other person shares that. Right. They're just like, I have a degree in communications and I have a degree in music. And we're just like, all right, well, bet. Have a good night. To the The both of us leave the table at the same time. Um, Okay. No context. Before we close this red flag section, uh, red flags of other people, one or two words, no context or explanation, your red flag of the week, of the episode, of the session. Uh, no context, no explanation, two words, greasy hair. Heard. Love it. (laughs) And you, what about you? Swifties. (laughs) Um, what the fuck is a Swifty? I think you've actually... (laughs) You've actually asked me this question before, <laughs> which is amazing. I know no context, but just in case anybody else doesn't know, uh, a Swifty is a diehard fan, a stan of Taylor Swift. Yeah, that that was not the first time I've asked you that question, and that will not be the last time I ask you that question, for sure. You know, keep letting it leave your memory. <laughs> Because, you know, of all people that I hope history erases, <laughs> it's Taylor Swift. Good. She can go to how, bed. How could I forget <laughs> who she is? So, like, like she, she was recently in a picture with Beyonce. So, like, I should know who she is. Yeah. And, like, her, she's literally one of the top grossing female artists. She is the top Ew. <laughs> Don't talk to me like that. Not the. Yonsei. Yonsei. I'm sorry. Is. Literally. Yonsei always will be. Check 
literally every single one of Beyonce's things. I know we're not going to provide context, but I just have to go on this rant for just a second that I don't know what Instagram video, whatever street TikTok I saw, but some person was like, what's your, you know, do you have a hot take on Taylor Swift? And this person was like, Taylor Swift weaponizes feminism to like her own you know, benefit despite not actually engaging in uh, intersectional feminism. Like just uses it as like a, this man abused me. He said like three rude things on the last date we were on. So I'm going to write a whole album about him. And you know what that (laughs) album's going to sound like? The last album I made. And you know what that album sounds like? The last album I made. And you know what that album sounds like? The first album I made. And you know what that album sounded like? Children for nine-year-olds. Yeah, dude. It's music for nine-year-olds. That's what I yeah. mean. So anyways, <laughs> I think Swifties are listening to children music. I don't care if you listen to Taylor Swift every once in a while. That's a different story. But it's the people who are like, ride or die. I was listening to another TikTok of some fucking Swifty who literally was traveling the globe and had spent close to a half a million dollars just to see the exact same show in different cities. Whereas, again, I said no context, but I'm so... We're past that now. Such a big red flag at this point that... I don't. I lost my train of thought. I'm so angry, but I am so irate because Swifties <laughs> think they're so goddamn special that they caused like an earthquake at one of her shows, like seismographs in the city that she was performing in. Like she was making them jump because, like, so dumb. Like that's oh all God, the party dude. tricks you have as like a white fragile woman performing. Dumb. Okay, that was my point. Actually, it's like all these people who are trying to say that like Taylor Swift is on Beyonce's level. First of all, absolutely not. Second of all, every single show that Beyonce did was slightly different and altered. Every single one. Every single one. Okay, right. Like when Tina Turner died, that bitch busted out a special whole fucking segment, a new dress, a a one-time homage. You know what I mean? One-time show. Yeah. All I have to say, <laughs> Megan is the Stallion. Like, There's special shit that came out just for Megan the Stallion. It takes it takes a special ass person to get that many niggas together at once, to get them coordinated in the same outfits, and then to get them to all shut the fuck up at once. Yo. <laughs> Like, there's so many white people in the world that, like, getting white people to come see another white person, like, that is not a feat. I'm sorry. Like, that to me, that's just, that's a, that's a, yeah, that's white a people gathering. Shocking. That's a, that's a Wednesday afternoon. You know what I mean? But, and like, like Yonsei, the outfits. Bitch. Literally. The, the costume outfits. changes, the of, outfits, of the, the band. The, the outfits of the fucking every single person that comes to your show, like, every single person that comes to your fucking concerts is dressing up. Taylor That's Swift, literally what I said. Having them, I, yes, yes, yes. Having what you fucking showed up in in her last tour date t shirt. Cool. Right. This person literally spent seventy two fucking hard carpal tunnel inducing hours crafting Dude, this piece I saw of art that they are now wearing. I saw someone in like a fucking like 
crystal gimp outfit at the Yonsei concert that I went to in Las Vegas, night two. Full on mask, full on fucking like uh, gloves with nails on them, head to toe in fucking rhinestones, dude. Head to toe. Did any Swifties show up like that at these motherfucking concerts, bitch? Get the fuck out of here. No, you know what Swifties did? They wore their stupid little fucking H&M cowboy boots and your stupid little (laughs) H&M Abercrombie fucking jean shorts screaming (laughs) in your fucking falsetto stupid little voice. It's like, you know the other thing that really irks me? So, like, I think it's really interesting that these two femmes were, like, going on tour, world tours at the same time, right? And, like, both are kind of, like, similar vibe, like, tours, right? Like, Beyonce is not just, it's, of course, centered around her Renaissance album, but she's featuring a lot of her other stuff. Whereas Taylor Swift is literally just celebrating that she's like, oh, my God, I'm, like, almost free of a record label. Like, congrats, honey. Great. Cool beans. Like, how many Black people have done this arduously before this? And they're not going on some cheap ass tour. But anyways, the point that I was going to go off on is that all these Instagram videos that are like fed to you, you know, the ones that like aren't in your feed, but they're the little side scrolly like bullshit ones that like Mm -hmm. people be like, oh, my God, look at these crazy effects that Taylor Swift is using. And like, it's like her using a spot on her stage, you know, like a little tape mark on her stage to where she should step because then then the special effect. Yeah. I'm like, no, bitch, that is literally every single performance ever you've just never had an aerial view because you're a fucking idiot who does nothing but consume performances and that i feel like is a synopsis of swifty fans is all they're doing is consuming they're not processing they're not doing anything with it they're just making their stupid little taylor swift signs and like terrorizing the general public that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not, yeah, it's not a feat, like, to get like so a bunch of white people to show up for a white person. Like, I said that here. I really <laughs> think this registered as a terrorist organization. I really do. Because well, if you're listening, be- Uncle Joe, there's a danger in your backyard. No, so. he's too busy funding the war. Speaking, speaking of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your spidey sense anyways sense thanks dangerous. for letting me go yeah. off yeah i'm not even like please. a huge beyonce fan like i love her i stand for everything she does but like swifties just the passion bro suck um, my bean burrito <laughs> farts yes so uh speaking of you know spidey senses and sensing danger like homegrown terrorist organizations swifties <laughs> Um, That's what our next list is going to (laughs) be Our our terrorist list That's right New section coming soon (laughs) Um, But but our next section we bring to you Red Delta Street Smart Tips This episode we have for you um, An app recommendation called Turn Signal T-U-R-N-S-I-G-N-L um, so it's available in all 50 states. Um, so this basically allows you to access a lawyer immediately. So just a really easy way to find representation if you find yourself in the need uh, for some representation. So uh, this was founded by three black civil rights activists. So awesome. Um, black folks looking out for the fucking community again. Yep. They're not just like tracking your shit. Trying That's to right. 
That's right. Like, fuck you up. Data mine your shit. Um, it is $75 a year or it's free if you make less than 40k. Um, looks like which they didn't even ask. Yeah. I like went into the app and explored and they didn't they just like do you make less than 40,000? And you said yes. Like you didn't yeah. have to like provide your Medicaid number or shit like that, so. Sweet. Yeah, they allow you to access a lawyer via the app, via video call, uh conversations, um chats and things like that. So, uh, yeah. If you find yourself in 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 a situation where your civil rights are being violated, or you just want to get your fucking parking ticket reduced, uh, go and take a look at this app, Turn Signal. Yeah, it like records your interactions with any law enforcement. Oh, and also yes. has somebody like directly on the line in case you need to, you know, so that they can use it as evidence and all that kind of shit. So. Good shit. And it's slowly, it's like, it is not brand new. It's finally released to all 50 states recently. So it's like a well-established thing. This isn't just some frivolous startup. Beautiful. We love it. Well, folks, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Red Delta Sessions. Remember to visit our website at reddeltacollective.net. Fill out our interactive uh, form there. Let us know what you think. Give us some praise. Tell us we're pretty. Um, tell us you hate us. I don't know. Tell us something. Interact with us. We're here. Um, we love you, and we thank you for spending some more time with us. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>